You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I am so proud to tell you, and I'm so excited to share with you that this is the first podcast, The City of Warwick, right here at the beautiful Sandy Lane Library. We call it Warwick Radio. My name is Gloria Kennedy. Um, I'm, I also have an AKA. A very long time ago, I was blessed by the citizens of Warwick. I was elected to the Rhode Island State Senate way back. I think the dinosaurs were still around. But anyway, it was Gloria Kennedy Fleck, and I was uh, Deputy Majority Leader of the Rhode Island State Senate back in the 70s and the 80s. Now, at the time, I was the youngest woman elected in Rhode Island to an assembly seat and also in the nation. And let me tell you, I know the ladies who are in my age group and probably every single woman who is listening, you remember how things were and how women were not able to choose their a career. They were limited. So you can just imagine what it was like for me, with all those men who thought they could just boss me around. Well, they didn't. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore. We are here today to talk to you about Warwick. And I have a very unique perspective, as others will come on board and share with you at other times. I'm going to tell you about the real city of Warwick and what it was like to live here as a kid in the 50s and had to see the amazing growth. In fact, this library is on Sandy Lane, okay? And as a kid, I remember the road being developed, built, okay? I can still rem- I can still see it in my mind's eye as my mom was driving the car and there was me and the the three siblings and I'm sure we were making a lot of noise. But I remember seeing the dirt of the road. I remember seeing, I could even describe the gentleman who was making it, you know, kind of heavy on the heavy side, white T-shirt, you know, probably had a stogie in his mouth. That's a cigar. And the asphalt going down. So, you know, I, I have all of that perspective. And one of the games or think fun things that we like to do when I get together with friends, and there's a lot of it on the internet as well, and that is, you know you're from Warwick if you're over 50 or 60, and it goes on and on, and we, you know, we share thoughts about what it used to be, where it used to be, what's there now, and, you know, I thought I would start off with um, Oakland Beach. Now, I lived off West Shore Road and actually almost across, well, where the Elks Club is now, but that wasn't the Elks Club back then, okay? That was land. In fact, that was even before Bishop Hendrickson was built, okay? Like I said, you know, dinosaurs. So anyway, I remember walking through the uh, property with my father. It was fall and, and uh, you know, looking at the different leaves, and he was pointing out to me where the new school was going to be built. 
and it's actually backs up to Marzen's Farm, which, thank God, it's still here. You know, Old Warwick Avenue, one of my, probably my most favorite street in the city, because the people that run that, they have been offered so much money to give up the farm so they can build more houses, you know, yada, yada. And it's just the most beautiful place, and the produce and, and, and everything else that's there. And when you drive down that road at night, and there's a full moon, I'm telling you, there's nothing that looks better than that, to me anyway, because I, I love the city very, very much. I, I rarely ever left it, you know, maybe nine months or so here or there. But no, um, it's, it's just fantastic. Now, back to Oakland Beach. So I didn't really live in the beach, but as a kid, I even used to say, I live in the Fifth Ward, so I was always political, a very strange child. Oakland Beach School, at that time, had a wooden structure, and I know that there are some of my friends who, who will be listening to this who remember that wooden structure, and it really went back to the turn of the century, meaning the 19th century. And you know what was so sad? A lot of people don't think that we should, you know, hold on to things from the past. Now, I, for one, wish that that was still there. Maybe we could have, you know, turned it into a museum or something. But that's how far back we go with Oakland Beach School. Now, if we go down the road of Oakland Beach Avenue, I don't know. Do you all remember a place called Cora's? You know, back then, there were very few regulations about who could do what, where, or when. And Cora's was this little kind of uh, store on the corner almost of Oakland Beach and where the gas station is now the 7-Eleven, which used to be the Rexall store, and then it, used to, then it was a, a th- um, dining place. I mean, there's been so many changes that it's really kind of hard for my brain to keep up with it and remember all of these things, but I do. Well, Cora's was a place where, you know, especially kids could walk in and, um, you know, buy ice cream. They could get penny candy. I mean, little things like that. And, of course, that's all I remember that what was sold there because, after all, I was a kid. And, you know, uh, back then there weren't – we didn't get treats like kids get today. We didn't have um, a plethora of goodies to choose from. We were, and most of my friends as well, and I'm sure this happened to you too, a bologna sandwich, right, as an Ita- a sandwich, like, the, like we say in Rhode Island with our crazy beautiful accent. One piece of bologna, white bread, and you bought your milk, and that was it. I don't remember any dessert being packaged, so... You kids are lucky today, let me tell you. You know, from this old timer who's been around a while, you are so lucky because you have a plethora of choices. I see your moms and dad in the supermarket, and they're buying you all these goodies and the yogurt and the cookies and especially the juice drink. That's really, that's healthy. So um, enough about that. I want to tell you a few tales from my youth. And the tales start in Oakland Beach. I went to the Oakland Beach School, and it was just a glorious time to be a student because you didn't have to worry about all the things that your parents worry about today. 
Are your kids okay? Can they walk home? Can they go out, you know, when it's a little dark? We just were so blessed that uh, we could do all of those things. But Oakland Beach, um, you know, a lot of people go down there for bathing, obviously, and having a good time in all the great restaurants. We really didn't have that. I'm going to tell you that everybody loves Iggy's. Who doesn't love Iggy's? But back then, there was a place called Gus's Doughboys. Now, I had to check with my expert. That's my sister. She remembers everything from our youth. So she, right away, she goes, oh, Gus's Doughboys. It was just a little, little, tiny little building. It almost hit the water. And inside, um, oh, it was small, but they sold the Doughboys because everybody loves Doughboys. I think they might have sold pizza, but I'm not sure about that. But that eventually became Iggy's. And I am very happy that it's so successful. I like to see people be very successful. The other thing about Oakland Beach is, and I don't want to get into a big political discussion on climate change, but, you know, that water has receded, I must tell you. I mean, when we used to go to the beach there, the water was almost met the road, and things have changed. But, of course, some change is, is for the good. So I'm, I'm happy about that, that um, it's such a beautiful place for people from all over the state to go. Because, again, I'm proud of Warwick. I think it's the greatest place. Now, when um, I went to school, I never, I never knew this. My father told me this, that where the Oakland Beach playground is, that's where our house came from. They actually moved many houses so Oakland Beach could have a playground for the baby boomers. You know, that playground brings back so many memories. The great Clyde Bennett, who was at one time superintendent of schools here, um, they organized playground, okay? You would go from nine in the morning till noon, okay? And then you had an hour for lunch, and then you'd come back at one till I think it was around four o'clock, which was perfect for my parents because, you know, my mother worked back then, which was kind of odd. Well, I shouldn't say odd. Um, not many women worked outside the home. She was, she worked for the, for Seelow, which was um, a German company, and they made a seal, and I don't mean a stuffed seal. I mean this little round bolt that went into the spaceships, the spacecraft back then. Um, in fact, many astronauts used to come to Seelow, which is way down the other end of Warwick, where the Shaw, <laughs> where the Shaws is, and where all that flooding happens. And I, I remember my mother actually stayed at my house a few times because it froze over and she wanted to make sure she went to work. But the, again, some of the changes, and I just love to talk about all the things that used to be in Warwick because it's very important to remember history and the bad stuff we don't want to repeat. Uh, again, kids today, parents worry about you so much. Now, back in the day, my sister and I, okay, we could have looked like uh, two kids from uh, Tom Sawyer. We used to leave Webster Street on a Saturday afternoon, and we'd walk to Oakland Beach. First, we'd go to St. Rita's. We'd go to Confession, 
and then we would head to my favorite place. There was a library, the Oakland Beach Library, obviously in Oakland Beach. And, okay, you know where it was? You know where that uh, lemonade stand is there and on the way to the beach? Well, it was across the street from there. I think it's just a house now. But uh, that really opened up my eyes to the world. I would take out mm, at least three books. I read all the classics. And, you know, it just got me thinking about there's, got, there's really a lot to do in life, even if you're a female. But it was really a glorious place to go. And then, of course, we would we'd walk home. And it, sometimes it would be, well, in the summer, of course, you know, it's still light. But it was a routine that we had. And, yeah, we did wear shoes when there was snow or it was cold. But summers were glorious. We were lucky and blessed to live near two boatyards. And what we used to do was, you know, get, a, get away from our brothers. Yuck, right, boys? And walk on Wharf Road down to the, to the boatyard and uh, look at the minnows and stuff like that. There really wasn't much that we could do. But, you know, it's okay because, you know, when you're a kid, anything is different. You like doing it, and we really enjoyed that. And even before um, my sister and I would leave the house, my mother and her neighbor, they were adventurers, let me tell you. Uh, We were very young, obviously, back then, and we would walk down, excuse me, we were on Wharf Road. I'm going to take you to Second Point Avenue, okay? As I said, my mother and her neighbor, we would go out and walk, and we would find, like, asparagus in March. We could, in the summer, find wild berries. And uh, today, I don't think you can find, well, you shouldn't eat it because it's probably full of pesticides, right? But we were blessed, again, to have such a good childhood. And... um I want to tell you a little bit about how you can, and I'm not going to get political, about why it's so important that we pay attention to climate change. When we were kids, I think I mentioned that um, where we lived and where the um, Elks Club is now on West Shore Road, and well, behind that, there was Morris's, Morris's Pond, okay? I remember twice in my young life when the pond was ready for us to skate on before Thanksgiving, okay? And then, you know, it started changing. Same thing with where Warwick, well, it's now, uh, it's not a high school anymore. That's where I graduated from. And uh, it's actually almost behind this library, but there was Sandy Pond. There used to be horses. Can you imagine that? Horses. And of course, that pond would never freeze until at least Christmas time. So we would have the fun of skating. And I, I'll tell you what, I really miss it. I miss skating outside in the environment. And um, this place, this library is just so fantastic because it has grown exponentially. And I was here for my, all of my friends. We all came for the opening. It was just so fantastic. I mean, I can tell you about all the all the different houses that weren't here, but um, yeah, it's just it's good stuff. I mean, you just would never think that if you're listening to this, and obviously, uh, you know, I have many years of experience. You wouldn't think that there would be horses in Warwick, but there were. Let me take you to another section. Um, 
you know, I talked about my mom and Seelol and the astronauts and who'd think astronauts would come to Warwick. Well, I got one better. Who would think the president of the United States would come to Warwick and march down Post Road? Well, let me tell you. And this is, I think this happened not too long after uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. LBJ came to town with his wife. Some of my friends from school, they actually were in Lady Bird's car, and they were getting their picture taken, okay? LBJ was so big. I was on the corner of Oxapatuxet. We natives know how to say that. And Post Road. And he turned around the corner, and he was huge. And I wanted to step out and, like, shake his hand or something. But I was, can you imagine me being timid? But it was. I I just did not want to do that. And when you think about the 60s and LBJ and his wife, they're letting strange people, you know, sit with the first lady, and she's talking up a storm in the pictures. And the president walking down Post Road, I didn't see a gun, nothing. And he just walked after that horrible assassination that happened November 22, 1963, which they didn't announce at the high school. So um, very different kind of memories when you go over your childhood. And I think that's one of the more exciting things that happened to Warwick is when LBJ came to town. Uh, sometimes you got to, th- I said, did that really happen? You know, yeah, it happened. And it, it, it was great to see him, but I think we were all still sad about the assassination. And I think that and uh, other factors led me to want to help change the world. I don't really know if I, if I succeeded because it seems like we're going backwards these days. But, um, Warwick was my foundation, and Warwick and all the wonderful places that were there and aren't here has probably obviously made me the person I was, you know, to be respectful, to be educated, and to be kind and try to make a difference. And uh, growing up here, I think, had an awful lot to do with it. It's funny, my my sister was also uh, a city employee, my brother, my younger brother, he worked at Electric Boat, and I know that there were people from Warwick who actually made sure that Electric Boat came to Quonset with all those great paying jobs. And um, yeah, we all kind of took the public service route. And after politics, I took to the microphone, and then after a while, it's like they got rid of the Fairness Doctrine in 1987, and then the hate radio and TV came in, so... I said adios and um, raised money for nonprofits. But all of that led me to where I am today, or I was in the past, the things that I've done, and I thank the city and the library for setting me on the right course. I've hoped you've enjoyed this little chat we had about Warwick. There's so much more I could tell you about what was and what isn't, uh, but we're gonna leave that for other people. So I thank you for listening to the very first broadcast of Warwick Radio. We're here on Sandy Lane, the beautiful library. And I thank you for listening. And really, take care of yourself, get your shots, and and be safe. Thank you.
You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.